heard part of the story over the time that it's developed, but even now speaking with you, I've heard more and I love that. But there's one thing I'm hoping that you can explain just a little bit because we've jumped from you and Corey together and praying. And I know there's stuff that happened in between when you saw the power of Jesus working in your life and giving you those things over and over again. Could you just give us a little bit of what that looked like? We prayed actually to make everything easy. I'll open my book. So I, I really want to talk. It's, it's a miracle thing. It's not something I will say again. It's not something normal happened. I went to Corey and I was totally destroyed. So here is the mean story. If you are really interested. Right? Yeah. I mean, that's why we have you on the show. <laughs> we want to hear the story. Yeah, um, I told you I had no idea about the religions and everything. I went to Corey with really destroyed life. I did car accident and it was the first day for me to drive the car. While I'm back with the car, I did car accident. I had two cars. So they charged me a lot. They made a claim injured, which is make me not be able to afford this claim injured, not even with payment. Even if I will make a payment, it will be like 30 to 40 years to close this payment because it was a lot. I had two dogs. I have, I still have them. To say, Miriam has keys and my mom, she is terrible with dogs. She don't like dogs. She can't live with dogs. I, after I lost during the COVID, my apartment, I ended up, I have to go back with my parents, which is, they want me, really want me to go back to them. So I came back in Seattle to them and then they decided to move and I had no power after that. I was totally destroyed. They brought me to here. I looked at myself like I'm living natural life there. I'm a person who like mountains, like traveling. So on the top of my car accident and I'm in the middle of the bankruptcy, I ended up, I really have to apply for bankruptcy. My, my fiance paperwork got dismissed at that time when I was in Seattle. So I came with a bunch of destroyed things inside me. I was totally hopeless. I was totally not living normal life. So I came, I, I was surprising. They told me we bought a farm. <laughs> I find it, it's a small house. They told you, wait, wait, hold on. They told you that they bought a farm? Yeah, 13%, right? Uh, yeah, 13% living in like four, in a four bedroom house, four across the street in a little suburban neighborhood. So I, they said it was a farm? <laughs> yeah, they told me we got a farm and that's how they make me come here actually, because I wasn't want to come here. But it's it's probably it's a God reason. It's also one miracle of the God that made my family say that word to bring me here because they thought when they will tell me it's a farm that I'm going to come with them and have it my dogs because I was totally ignoring and uh, disagree about coming to Chicago. I see Corey a couple times, like going and forth. She was talking to my family. When I was talking to my family, I wasn't that big interest person to talk to the new neighbors. I didn't know there was a community here. I growing up in the state, they don't know what's community. They don't know. I'm not saying all over Seattle people, public. I'm saying like they don't, the faith is not like here. It was totally different. I came here, I see people really interested for the neighbors, really love each other. They have faith in their heart. They are really helpful. So after two days, I, I received from the immigration that my fiance case was opened again. And they want me to apply for his one D1 one, uh, D1 60. That is form really huge, like this, this kind of form. And I was surprised. I had no idea about the immigration status work. So I walked with my old paperwork with Corey and I sat with her in the table. And then from that, that time, everything started. So she started praying and I started praying. I came back with the house, uh, with, with my papers to, to my house, to, to my bedroom. And I was praying at this moment. Like I really want I told Corey, I want to leave the house. I want to go back to Seattle or I, I really need help. Like my life is really destroying. And I start crying. I, I felt like Corey, she is, you know, on the fire and Corey, the water. She calmed me down her face, her spiritual thing, like her soul was calming me down, which is that opened the door between me and Corey. I don't know her. It's only five minutes. And I start telling her like, I, I really want to get out of my family house or otherwise I can't leave here. So we start praying. I came back to the house. Next day I wake up. I was doing all the paperwork by myself for my fiance, all his immigration paperwork. I did it by myself. How? I don't know, <laughs> but it's happened. I applied for his visa. I got him the visa. He was so happy. I think Corey, she saw me running with my rope and my slipper outside to go get the money in the bank so I can pay for his visa <laughs> in the midnight. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, it's like a game. Let me pray and get the treat. <laughs> Seriously. And then I start praying and receive more and start praying and receive more. It's looked like somebody was thirsty and drinking water. So uh, every time I drink this water, I feel that I feel so, uh, how can we say when fresh, like so fresh from my inside. Two days ago, right? Two days when we went to Darlene and we spoke again and we prayed again. And then two days after that, she found me a house. And we went to see, we went to see if I can get a room in this house and I get the whole key in my hand for the whole house. The whole house become for me within five minutes. With no written lease. Yes. With no background check. Yes. With no credit check. With bankruptcy. Bankruptcy <laughs> and no money, nothing, nothing. nothing. No, it's um, just, Sandy it's, handed over the key to her. Gave her a hug and yeah. said, we'll work this out. Yeah, we took a picture at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then from that time, I start realizing it's, it's something, it's something come, like it's faith. It's something, it's miracle from the God. It's miracle, but I need to know 
how, like, who gave me that miracle? I wasn't know Jesus at that time. And then she started talking to me about Jesus. And I was really interested to go to the church, open the Bible book. And I started working in a house. I, I received a house with really huge mess. It was a house for somebody who was for 90, 90 years old. Leave it with every single thing, with all books, with all furniture, with all shoes. Everything was like the same. He left it. So I was working a little bit and jumped to the church and pray there. And next day I have so much power to work more in a house and then go to the church to pray and then come back and find myself like I... I have more power to, to work more. Then we start paying for work. Literally, after one week of receiving house, I start working as a security person. And then after how long Khalid he received his uh, the stamp on the visa? Yeah, the stamp on the visa, it was in a really short time after that. First he got denied. And then we start to pray for it. I didn't become hopeless after this. I felt I find the women for like, I found the women, the women in my hand, pray and get the results, pray and get the results. And then first visa, it got dismissed. And then we came back. Everybody here was really great to us. And I was praying. I remember day before he received his visa, she told me how anxiety I become because that was my, after 12 years, my lovely dream will become true. And before one day I was crying and crying and crying. And I was talking to myself like, Jesus, as I gave you myself the first time, I will give it a second, third and fourth and forever. My soul, my body, everything, he will take care of it. If you see this thing is not good for me, don't do it. But if you see my fiance is a good person to me, just, just do it make me start playing. Next day, he received the visa. My fiance received the visa and he was able to travel. He, he received it at 5 p.m., which is there is no immigration from the embassy. 5 p.m. He was eating his lunch and then he saw some mail on his email. Email comes from the immigration and I got a call early in the morning, like really early in the morning, at four o'clock in the morning, I think. And was telling me like what I got after exactly next day of my praying to Jesus. That's how I become, I really want to go deep in this relationship with Jesus and with the Lord. And I really want to go Actually, the level I am right now, I'm so thankful. Like, I went really deep with my relationship with him. Really deep. And he started organizing my life step by step. Since that day, since those days, my life been totally changed from better to better. My honest inside me become more bigger. Uh, the peaceful inside me become more bigger. The anger I had, I, I'm, a, I'm a really mad person. It's totally different right now. There's nothing. I can't feel mad anymore. I can't feel sad. Anything. I feel like, as she says, I'm battling to him. So he is my survivor for a whole entire time I'm here. If I never know about that before. And I'm so thankful that I know about it right now. <laughs> Yeah, every single day, Jesus teach me something. And I'm a person who wish want to be like Jesus exactly. I know we are human, we can't <laughs> be like him exactly. But my dream, like my dream to be more faith, I, like more peaceful. I don't make any mistake. I don't lie, I don't stool. I, which is, I didn't do all of those in my life. But I want to be really straight with him, really follow his line. I want to uh, travel with my faith to him. You know, I don't know if you get it, if you understand what I mean exactly. You say traveling like, with like, faith, uh, you want to take your faith with you? Yeah, like I want to become more, I want to get bigger and bigger and bigger with him. Like I want my relationship got really clear with the God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the night after we got this place to live, which was such a miracle, and, and things started happening with your driver's license and the bankruptcy, okay. and the, um, everything was coming through, and the visa was coming through, everything was, we got to just done all of these miracles. And I received my driver's license also after four days. <laughs> right. All of a sudden. Yeah. I received back my driver's license off suspending of eight years. And, and she's got a place to live with her dogs. She's got two huskies. We're in the middle of a massive housing shortage. There are no rentals available. It's just, it's, impo it is, it's impossible to get, as you know, hard to get a rental, but to get a rental with a bankruptcy and to get a rental possible. with, with no credit and just the, that whole thing is it's impossible so this was truly a miracle yeah jesus miracle happened with me i didn't know I, it was like really in the beginning when i went to the bank at night i don't know if you remember that's how we started getting uh, close to each other because uh, if it's not miracle god will not put it in your mouth and i just told her it's jesus miracle and i left <laughs> i left i was laughing and telling her it's a, a, such a jesus miracle and i left the biggest miracle it was a plan to me god has re that's what i believe right now has a really special plan to me as he made me drove from seattle to chicago with a small car, Kia, has no plate number, has no driver license with me, and I didn't get pulled over all my way, driving 35 hours in a way, night and morning. I didn't get pulled over from any police until I got here. So that's a really miracle to me. And have you seen a change in the relationship with your parents? Yeah, another miracle. My, my relation, uh, relationship with my parents got more stronger. So everything got really, really changed after I moved here. Can you talk at all about how honor and shame impacted the relationship with your parents, where that, that came in? Um, because honor and shame is really important in your culture, isn't it? Yeah. 
like, you know, shame. Yeah, shame. And honor is the opposite, yeah. right? Yeah. It was to the point where they they didn't even want to live in the same state, right? Yeah. They first when first when he came in, they know about it. They start trying to kick me out of the state or send me to another state, or they want to move to a different state because they felt shame. They don't have faces, especially my most of my relatives living here. Which I wouldn't have understood that if it weren't for really the podcast with Audrey Frank and with Nick Ripken, and so these different podcasts that I've. I, this is where I got the information to understand how important that is to, and how deep that goes into your culture and into your family, and and it also helped me to understand their family with compassion, because whereas I didn't look, I never looked with judgment, uh-huh. like what's you know why are, why would you treat your daughter this way? Why is there this tension? It was more a compassion of recognizing how burdensome shame is. It's so deep, and I understand that. And so when you recognize that a whole family is under that, so to see this family somehow break out of a tradition that is literally centuries and millennial, millennium old, like thousands of years, a tradition of this is how things are done and, and be able to somehow set aside the shame and embrace their daughter who they love clearly, absolutely, absolutely love. I know that. And I've always known that, but there was something culturally that was superseding the love. Jesus took all the shame out. Did you hear what she just said? Say that louder. It's, it's, it's Jesus miracle also because he took all the shame from my parents. And right now we can't leave away from each other. If I don't call my mom or, or she don't see me other than like a, two days or like when two days, she will call me. Are you still alive? Where are you at? <laughs> Come over. We missed you. Mm-hmm. So this is a, such a, this is my biggest miracle because I, I have been reading a lot about Jesus. He took all, all our sins and shame away. And I never thought I will see it in front of my eyes. This is, I saw it in front of my eyes. And this is the biggest testify of Jesus to people who was, who has a faith with him. He made it in front of their eyes. He made them see it. Like he made Corey see it. He made the other people I know here around me see it because how can I explain? Getting married from different religion, this is the terrifying thing in, in, in my culture family. As Corey, she said, this has been for a thousand and a thousand and a thousand years. So that's how we have to grow up. No marriage from outside the, 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 the religion. And then in, in, in short time, all the shame's been taken out. And my mom, she feels so proud of me right now. She talked to anybody. Yeah, we marry her. Yeah, we marry her. He is a really good man. And she keeps telling us, telling the people how Khalidi is a great person. So this is such a miracle when Jesus took the shame in front of your eyes, especially at this moment, at this time, with all things happening around us. This is I don't know, but this has not happened a lot. So this is a, a really unique miracles. So describe the faith that you grew up in just for a moment. Those who are familiar with our show and probably Baptists are going to see it a little bit differently than what you've given a label to it. What is the name of the religion you grew up in? Uh, they call it, it's a uh, Mendayan. It's a, uh, yeah, it's, it's Adam first religion when Adam comes to the earth and uh, the sons of Adam's, she, uh, what they call son, she, Eve, no, their sons in English, sorry. Seth. Yeah, we call it she. Uh, yeah, so. Cain and Abel. Yeah, um, this religion comes from his tree, actually, like Adam and his sons. And then until John Baptist, he got the message from Adam. So uh, back when the religion creates and Adam comes to the earth and uh, Eve and the human, humanity become, uh, John Baptist, he was teaching people before a lot of people, they was following him until Jesus comes. And he was telling people that you go, you go follow Jesus. Who's the state with John Baptist? This is what uh, the families become right now. He's a student. John Baptist is a student. So they didn't follow Jesus. They stayed with him because they have a message to continue it with John Baptist, the prophet. And then from that, few students, this religion become. It's really small religion and they have a really tight, uh, tight uh, culture. They don't share, they don't marry, they don't share the message. They don't, they don't enter, like uh, encourage people to the religion because it's not allowed. I don't know, but it's, it's really tight. Even when we growing up, we didn't grow up as a religious because it's really difficult religion to practice, really difficult. Well, the reason that the, they use the Baptist um, term is they, there's a lot of baptizing in their religion. So they get baptized often, right? Every Sunday. <laughs> Every Sunday. And yeah. why is that? Uh, that's how you take the shame and the sense out of your body by the water because the water in Baptist is the life of the God. So, so it's week after week. There's yeah. no permanent solution for sin. Uh, there was a big uh, one. Uh, there's two times, two events, the big one and the small one. That's when everybody goes to the rivers and does it as a group. So do you know of anyone else that's come out of Mendan and become a Christian? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, my one of my ankle daughters, she served in the military and she got married from American guy who is a really religious and she become Christian. But I never 
heard about her testify, but I see her life been changing because they was really poor. And then she she hit all her goals right now and all her dreams become true. So <laughs> I'm very sure that is a, a miracle of Jesus as well, because if she will stay about this, she will never see the light. Believe me, <laughs> there's really no solution for shame. Yeah. Thank you for sharing your story. It's really a delight, both of you, for sharing your story. It's really a delight and encouragement to so many people to be able to hear how God is working to water one's faith so that they water their world, which in water your faith so that you can come to know Jesus. And it's just awesome. It's just awesome all the way around. So I want to thank you, you two ladies for coming on Apollo's Water. Melissa, do you have anything? Yeah, just one thing. I just wanted to let you know that Corey has been sharing bits and pieces of this along the way. And so as Jesus has been working in your life, we have been so grateful and mm -hmm. praising his name all along the way. And just hearing even the story in one hour right here, it's still amazing. Again, it just makes us worship him more. And yeah. it's a beautiful thing. So I want you to know that. This is the message of him. And uh, when when he let me talk he's testify because this is not me talking that's his mouth talking that's his words comes from my heart so it's just something uh we see it so we cannot hide it i don't feel shame to hide all the miracles happen because it's happened real <laughs> it's i have to believe it we have to believe it we have to share it we have to show the people how jesus is great how the lord is great to us and we have to be as much we give more faith as much we be faith we we will feel his hug around us you know so i feel like when she was telling me i we want to hear your testify i feel so much joyful inside me i really want to talk. i really want to um I'm, I really want to talk about in front of people who not know him to show them his testify to me. Like it's miracles. There's a lot of miracles happening and we really have to believe it. <laughs> and he's taken my morning and turned it into dancing. <laughs> amen, amen, amen. Well, thank you ladies for coming on Paul's Water. It was a real joy.